Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian Seed, and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. And welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name's Brent. I am your host. And with me today, I have two time-traveling douchebags. First up, we have Nick Magus is my spirit animal. Gantner, what's happening, bro? Uh, nothing much. I almost went with uh, Nick Flea is my sexuality, Gantner, but I felt like that was a little more inappropriate. I don't know. How you feel about that? Anyway, I mean, it's not like I haven't been insulted like that before. So. That's true. Uh, next up is Marcus. This game is bipolar Perez. What's happening, bro? Hey, everybody. This game is really tripolar, actually. That's what tripolar. I gotcha. I, Keep I, going, I... all right. So yeah, Marcus. Uh, he he has returned from. Uh, he was here for our Diablo review, and we asked him back. For this very special review, for a very special reason. So, what we're reviewing today, uh, as you probably already know, is Chrono Trigger for the SNES. Um, and we asked Marcus to come on board for this review because you've never played a JRPG before. Is that correct? That is correct. So, uh, we'll get into you know a little later about how that how that worked out for you. Um, I want to keep this this episode mostly about your experience with this game um i may have some questions as far as or some some commentary about the genre as a whole as compared to this game a little later on but just wanted to get that out of the way so if this is the first time listening to one of our reviews we break this sumovich down into one two three four five six categories gameplay story visuals music overall experience and replayability we're each going to score it one through five. We do allow half scores because Nick's a dick and fuck shit up way early on. And that's basically stick. But before we really get into breaking down gameplay, let's take a quick little musical break and get back to it.
okay, so Chrono Trigger is it's an RPG because that's what we do here at the RPG show. Uh, how do I begin to explain Chrono Trigger's gameplay? So it is a basic. I don't want to say basic because then I'm gonna get attacked with like pitchforks and fire. Um, it is a JRPG, so you have your standard uh, move around maps, um, talk to people sort of mechanics. You have your character progressions. You have uh, your combat. And the way the combat in this game differs from others is sort of uh, different than... than uh, well, it is different. And the way it differs is that it is uh, it all takes place right there on the map in front of you. Okay, and the it's so weird for me to describe this. Um, all right, so typically in a JRPG, you you either run into a battle and you have a little load screen, or it's a random encounter, like you're just running and it's like and then you go into a fight. Right, that's how combat typically occurs in a JRPG. And later games also did this, but this is sort of like if it's not an action, like if it's a you're turn based type of game like it typically doesn't work this way um so it is turn-based but you'll be walking around a map and it'll be like uh, you'll kind of run into some enemies and it may pause for just a second but you won't have like a transition or loading screen you'll go right into the battle right there and a lot of the mechanics in battle actually kind of revolve around the positioning of the enemies and the movement of the enemies it's really interesting uh as far as combat goes, progression, character progression basically comes in the form of uh, learning techniques for your characters. And the, the, you just, as you gain more um, tech points, you just learn them. There's not a whole lot of um, nuance to it, unfortunately. Uh, oh, man. Like, so I guess we just go into our typical shtick. Uh, uh, Nick, what are some things that worked for you? In the gameplay of Chrono Trigger. Um, well, well, before we do that, actually, let me ask you a question. Let me ask, like, which versions of the game did we play? I played the version that is currently available in the PSN, even though I own it in 20 different versions. Uh, Nick, what version did you play? Uh, well, actually, the DS version finally started working again for some reason, so I played that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And uh, Marcus, what version did you play? You played the SNES version. It's the version you played. If we didn't lose you. God, I hope we didn't lose you. That'd be awesome. Maybe you can hear me? Now we can, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I said I played the SNES version. All right, so he played the SNES version, uh, and there aren't many differences between the versions, except there's a new ending in the DS version that's not accessible from the um, in the other versions. But I just kind of want to get that, that that out the way what we played it on and our we know this is Marx's first time playing this game. Nick, uh, what is your your history with with Chrono Trigger? Um, I have it for PlayStation. I got it in like the anthology that came out. Yeah, it has this on it, and I think I think F- fuck, I think it's four, five. I think it's five. Is it's it four five? or five. Actually, it's four. It's five and six are on one. I think. No, whichever one has which one has Kane? Is that five? That's four. Then it's four. Because five has Bart's or butts, I guess. And then six is Terra, Log, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I have the strategy guide for it where it's like one side of it is 
Chrono Trigger, and the other side is one of the Final Fantasy games. That's pretty cool. But uh, like we're back to back to our original. What are some things that uh, that worked for you gameplay wise in this game? All right. Um, the combat's pretty good. Like okay. the like a kind of a, an active time battle type stuff, which is always fun. Um, the like the positioning of the characters in the battle, um, like influencing skills and uh, and like attacks on enemy attacks and. Uh, like distance between yourself and the enemy, influencing whether or not there's counterattacks and all kinds of stuff. There's a bunch of like, I don't want to say like nuance to it, but it's um, like pretty cool. Like I think I can't remember a game doing that before this one that came out. Um, so that's always pretty fun. Like combination attacks are great. The tech system's not too bad. Um, the uh, this just kind of gameplay, but like time traveling. It's pretty sweet, sure. um, like getting like that variety in the gameplay where you're not just seeing like lava dungeon, ice dungeon, shit like that. Um, the mini games in there are fun. Okay. Uh, especially at the fair at the beginning, and then like the racing thing was pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's a pain in the ass, but uh, there were some ones that are shitty though, like just mash A really quickly. Like mm-hmm. that's not a fun mini game. Fuck off with that shit, but. Okay. All right. Um, well, uh, some things that, that, that work for me is, again, the, the combat's really cool, especially for the era. Like, I, we've played games before on the show. I believe uh, Breath of Fire also does this, what is it, 3, where you just sort of run into an enemy and, boom, you're in combat right there on the field. Um, but this this is an, a Super Nintendo game, guys. Uh, like, it, come out, it came out super late in the SNES's life. So they're really using that hardware to its its maximum, because um, you look at it, you watch it play, and it could easily pass for a you know any of the sprite based early PlayStation JRPGs, and it's not. It's a Super Nintendo game, which speaks leaks for its ability to you know do combat on the fly like that, uh, to you know have as many mini games, as many endings, as many as many many as it has. Uh, so I, I like the tech system. I really do. Even though it's, it's kind of simple, um, which kind of goes against everything I've ever said as far as character progression on this show goes. I like really rich, uh, you know, in-depth character progression systems, but here, um, the game moves fast enough and you have enough characters to kind of switch out and their techs sort of create this, this, um, there is really a nuance. You can use those texts in different ways for uh, different boss battles, different boss strategies. Um, I think the difficulty of the game was spot on. Um, there are hard peaks and there are easy parts, but it, in general, it's really hard to lose to something a bunch of times, and it's really hard to get really sidetracked or lost and not know what you're supposed to do, um, I felt. I felt the game did a good job of telling you where you need to go next and what you need to do next. Unlike uh, some of the JRPGs on the Super Nintendo. Uh, so that, you know, it had a lot of that going for it. It was, it's, uh, it's really fun. So what are, um, are some key specific things as a person that's never played this type of game before? What are some stuff that stood out to you and that you really enjoyed, Marcus? Uh, well, I've, I've played... Um... 
other turn-based uh, RPG games before, but not like JRPG, like this old. What game. other uh, turn-based RPGs have you played? Uh, well, the main one is uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, that was one of my favorites. These aren't really turn-based, are they? Well, the combat is. Uh, I wouldn't even put that, like... I'll give it to you, but but vaguely. Vaguely. It's like, um, you know... No, it's fine. It's like, uh, you know, turn-based with... Um, actually, more uh, you know, action with a, the twisted turn-based, I guess. Yeah, no, that's it's fine. It's fine. It's it, But as far as playing this, what are some things about this game that stood out to you that you really enjoyed? Uh, well, like you guys were saying about how the combat... Um, was very different. Um, I thought that it was it was uh, it was interesting because I was expecting you kind of to get pulled into like a like a cutscene, like you said, or uh, you know like a little loading screen at first. Um, but you know then you just kind of jump right into fighting those little creatures right away. Yeah. Um, they didn't really uh, you know have many loading screens throughout the game at all. Really, I don't think um, everything kind of uh, I like the way it flowed. Um, like when you moved into different areas, it was um, it was very quick. No, certainly. and it's surprising for a Super Nintendo game. Um, when you told me it was on SNES, I'm like, no, you know, seeing the graphics that that I'm seeing here, it's like this is this is really good, you know, for a Super Nintendo. They they did a fantastic job. No, I'm right there with you. Um, now, uh, are there anything like I'll come back around to you? Um, because you know sometimes being thrown on the spot like this, you can't quite think anything uh, right off the spot. But right, right, right up front, were there any things, anything that stood out to you that you didn't really care for that were really bothersome? As far as the gameplay is concerned, Marcus. Uh, one thing that I didn't like at all was the whole tech system. Like you just kind of got points and then unlocked things. It was like a, a second experience bar in a sense. Like you didn't really get much choice in, in the matter at all. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I think that's a good, a, a, a decent criticism against the game. Uh, but uh, as far as like, I'll, I'll go ahead and step up to the bat. Things and it's such blasphemy in the uh, world of RPGs and even retro video games to speak any any ill towards Chrono Trigger. It's kind of like uh, it is. It feels like at times it's blasphemy, and you're asking to get. Uh, mobbed and beaten down but there are some things that are um you know could be different so like he said you know i enjoy the tech system but you're right it is just a, it's a pretty simple system um i felt most of the mini games were pretty lackluster you know the the racing game was fine most of the stuff around the fair was just kind of meh yeah. i mean i you know I'm, I'm not huge on like to me, a mini game needs to be a whole separate game within a game, um, instead of just a little thing you do with mashing buttons or timing a thing. Like you know, I I, I look for more depth in my mini games, but that's fine. SNES title. Um, my biggest gripe, hands down, are the scripted encounters. Okay, and by that I mean. The game presents you with the option to avoid battles by avoiding the monsters on the screen. But very quickly you realize a lot of them, and I mean a lot, you can't. Like, you you, you put all that effort into sneaking around a, a group of enemies, and you'll walk to a ladder, and then all of a sudden it engages you automatically. Or, um, you know, there an enemy will come up, and it, scripts, it forces you into the battle instead of, 
And then you get like six of them at once. Yeah, instead of the presentation that you were offered of sneaking around them, it's like, ha, 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 no, you can't. And I understand that as a, you know, a requirement to, you know, we have to have a certain, you know, number of levels um, to, to do certain things and to progress in the game. And if you went and avoiding all the monsters, you would just die all the time. Um, but it, th- that being said, there isn't much grinding that needs to be done in this game. Play, you know, we play a lot of, I mean, we, that's all we do is play RPGs for the show. And it quite frequently, it comes down to, all right, you've finished a certain number of tasks. Now you need to grind in this area for at least two levels before you go fight the boss. Cause you know, this is what you need to do. But this game has very little of that. Um, I mean, it basically presents you with the number of encounters between boss to boss to, to, to fight them in most cases. Some are more difficult than others, but I think most of that can be, uh, achieved through a change in strategy. Um, Nick, what are some things that you didn't like about the gameplay in Chrono Trigger? Um, all I can really think of was that I had some issues with, um, like, that this game actually uses boss uh, weaknesses and resistances, and it's, like, it changes all the time. Uh, what I mean by that is a lot of times you get an RPG, like, you get fire spells, water spells, light spells, what have you. But then, like, you go to actually use them, and there's no real difference between them. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you hit a boss with a fire spell, and you hit a boss with a water spell, practically the same damage, maybe fluctuations depending on the character's particular stats or what have you. Uh, Breath of one, Fire like, was hugely guilty of that. Exactly. This one, um, like, <laughs> uh, like, sometimes a boss will be immune to everything but one spell. Sometimes yeah. the... Um, like the like for Magus, like the his resistance will resistance will his weakness. I guess is better when his weakness will change. Um, they, they get like enemies that are resistance to two types, and yet, uh, like one of their body parts can only hurt by one type, or I guess more effectively hurt by one type or whatever. Uh, so I mean, I guess it's not really something I hold against it, but it was it's one of those things like if you're not expecting it, it's like wait, what the fuck is going on? No, here? I'm 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 with you. I think it swings too far in the other direction because there are enemies where. You know, especially when you're trying to get through a long dungeon, and it's like, God, more of these enemies that I can't hit with physical attacks, and I gotta sit here and whittle all of them down with, you know, single target magic attacks at the time, or, or you're right where there are bosses where you just do piss damage to them unless you're using one specific element, um, and you know that can be kind of tricky. So it almost feels like you're being punished um, sometimes if you don't bring the right character with the right uh, like type then you have to go back and redo it. Uh, if you use like an AoE attack, you're healing all but one of the enemies because the other ones heal when you use that particular element. And it's like, okay, I understand you're trying to put some challenge into it. Um, but this is, like, I would say going a bit a step above because now you're just dragging it out. Um, and it makes a lot of the stuff feel kind of useless. Like, well, what's the point of me having this attack if I can't use it now? I mean, and that's fair, and, and and also in defense of the game, playing devil's advocate here, most of the fights that are extremely restrictive like that, uh, someone in t- the town previous gives you a tip about it. Like, the game's pretty upfront in most cases about um, stuff like that, with the exception of, I think, I don't know, does anybody warn you about Magus's shifting uh, resistances? And I'm not sure. I can't recall, and um, to be fair, I'm this is the only thing I've gotten. I'm kind of nitpicking. 
Yeah, no, and, and, and it really is hard. Um, and, and we try in every game we play to find its faults. I mean, we we found faults in Final Fantasy Tactics for us, for Christ's sake. It's just Chrono Trigger itself is such an amazing game. Um, it really stands apart. And if you've never learned or listened to the story of how Chrono Trigger came to be, um, then you should really look it up. It is it is quite the dream team of of JRPG talent from the era. Like you got the Dragon Warrior guy. You got you got Sakaguchi from Final Fantasy. You've got uh, the the guy uh, responsible for Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. Like and they just collaborated into this 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 long awaited dream project and it and it's it's crazy, man. It's 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 really something else. Um, to behold, and I don't really want to, you know, when I played through this time, I, I tried really hard to look at it through an objective lens and find, find the seams, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, you know, it's really hard, whereas something where we played something like Final Fantasy VII that I have an immense amount of nostalgia for, where I really don't for, for Chrono Trigger, I, I, I played Chrono Trigger way later, so I don't have as much nostalgia for it, um, as other people do, but I mean, playing Final Fantasy VII, like I was able, I was able to find the seams, right? Like, you know, and I fully accepted, you know, that that game was great, but that game was, you know, in in, I would be blinded by my my memories of it. This, you know, even coming to it later, um, and through an objective eye this time, there are, there are missteps. Like, don't get me wrong, there's some stuff that's annoying, but in general. You know, it's, this game is just, it's so cool. It's so great. Um, and just just to come back around to it, now that we've given you some time to sit on it and think about it, um, was there anything that stood out to you else that you didn't care for, Marcus, before I, I sort of try and wrap up gameplay with some scores? Um, not, uh, nothing in particular, I don't think. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and score it and give your final sort of Com- closing commentary on how the game plays. Uh, Nick, go ahead and score it for us. Alright, um, I'll give gameplay a 5 out of 5. Uh, I don't really particularly agree with uh, I guess everybody takes their own like, I don't have a problem with forced encounters. It didn't bother me because most of the time I ran into all enemies fight anyway. Um, combat flows really well. Um, there's never like any, oh, that's bullshit type things. You can make it set to wait if you want to, if you want to actually, uh, stop the active time things, the discussion, there's options for that. Um, the, like, I don't have a problem with text. It's really old school. You, you get points, you unlock your shit. Um, like equipment, never really had a problem with anything like that. Uh, mini games are to me just extra little things to kind of do, mess around with. Um, I don't expect like full-on game mini games whatever um yeah so five out of five all right marcus score the gameplay for me um i'll give it a five as well all right that's that's fair um, you know for ne- for never playing a, a game of this uh you know this style um it did a really good job of uh, you know drawing me into the game made me want to play uh, more uh, we kept kind of, you know, when I wasn't able to play, I was kind of thinking about what was going on and the next time I'm going to get on it. That's great. Uh, uh, I'm really glad. Um, there's you a lot of things it. that I did enjoy. Um, like a lot of the combos were great. And uh, 
you know, just the way the different characters work together and different synergies that they had and depending on which ones you switched out. And... All right. And uh, surprise, surprise, I'm also going to give gameplay a five. It's really hard to, to, to rate Chrono Trigger anything less than a five. And like, like we said, everything is just great. It's so fun. Um, there's, and it's so hard. You know, I, I've been thinking about this all week on how to put into words um, the feeling that that Chrono Trigger can elicit from somebody who is a fan of the genre. Like, there's just something undeniably special about it. Like, it just feels cool. Like, you're playing it, and everything just feels like, yeah, that's the way that's supposed to go, and yeah, this is how this is supposed to work, and that, oh shit, that was cool. Like, the first time... I'll never forget the first time I played, and you get Robo, and you're like, oh, new text, and then it's like, what? I just did a, 120 damage to all the enemies, everything's dead? This is amazing, right? Like, it's like one of those moments where like, oh, God, it's so fucking cool. And, yeah, so, gameplay, Chrono Trigger, awesome. Let's move on to story. Why don't you do your thing? Give us a breakdown of the story. I mean, you don't have to include all the different endings. We'll kind of talk about the endings after you're done. But just sort of the the main uh, through plot of Chrono Trigger. Okay. Uh, before that, because I totally forgot to mention it with the endings and gameplay, how fucking sweet is it that you can pretty much choose what ending you get whenever you want? Like, yeah. when, that never happens. That never happens. Anyway. Uh, so the plot in this game is pretty much that there is a world-devouring alien um, that's going to devour the world, and you've got to stop it. But it's one of the more uh, like details. Uh, pretty much the way the plot, uh, the story goes, is uh, your main character is Chrono. Mom wakes him up, late for stuff, typical protagonist things. Um, go to a fair. Meet this cute girl. Your friend makes this warping portal machine, but uh oh, it sends you back in time. So go find your friend, um, or the the hot girl, whatever. Um, your friend comes back to save you from some shenanigans, or um, then you pretty much learn about the big world devouring demon thing, or alien. Um, spend your time trying to find a way to kill it while recruiting a, a wide cast of lovable characters. Um, learn that there's some people with bad plans who want to destroy everything, and then um, Chrono dies. 
and you can choose whether or not to uh like save him or bring him back can we, uh, can we talk about like, how cool that is that the main character dies and you don't have to get him back like he could just be dead as part of the story like to the, me that to me is fucking amazing like that you aren't you aren't forced to then go on a series of quests to bring him back you can just double down your efforts and make your way to to killing lavas it's pretty sweet i also like that you can kill magus yeah you can you also to. do that so um and that's i mean in, in the grand scheme of things that's that is that is really the story right where um, through this this accident of your friend, and you, you're kind of forced into this tri- uh, time traveling situation where you stumble upon the revelation of this this Lavos character will eventually erupt and you know destroy everything on the surface. And that your character's just kind of set on this mission to defeat Lavos, like to figure out where he comes from, when he landed, and how to kick his ass. And it's, I do think it's interesting though that like at the time. Of whatever the world's gone to shit, like nobody is going to be able to be alive for that. Yeah, and he's still like, "Oh, we got to kill it." Yeah. So, and I, I mean, yeah, I mean, there is a certain level of, uh, oh man, like do gooderiness, but that's fine. Like, like that's that is grand badass hero fashion, right? Like, there's a bad thing, I have to stop it. Like, I mean, Chrono is jumping into a weird dimensional rift moments after meeting Marley to save her for no other reason than to be the badass action hero that he is. Um, same reason he sacrifices himself to save the party and dies um, the first time you fight Lavo. So uh, it is the story of Chrono Trigger is like it's it is really simple and condensed. But it also is nuanced in, in how I can explain to you how... All right, so the best way to put it, to give an example of it, is to think about all the exterior, like, kind of, like, side quests. So you think of your typical uh, side quest structure all revolves around, typically, just some sort of special magic or ability or weapon or accessory or something. Uh, but a lot of the, the side quests that take place in Chrono Trigger just give you more character development more than any any other reward because some of them aren't aren't great, but you do them anyway because you want to see uh, Luca's sad past or the weird uh, farming <laughs> robot uh, time loop shenanigans that you can pull off. Like, there's just really cool layers to it as well as the concept of, like, uh, this is a really early example of like your the concept that your your actions inform the story, because uh, you think of the trial and how the first time you play a game, especially like a Super Nintendo game. For me, like I had sort of, you know, I think this is a like I probably didn't play it till around the time we were starting to see games like Knights of the Republic or Fable with these morality, uh, hard coded systems in the game. And I, here I am playing the Super Nintendo game with a, uh, with a, like, I'm being judged guilty or not guilty verdict based on my interactions with characters at the start of the game, right? And that's totally crazy to think about. 
and it's it's totally rad. Like it's just so cool. Uh, so, and, and Nick, what are some things like we always do? What are some things in particular that worked for you in the story? Um, I've, I really like all of the character interaction. Like you were saying, you get a bunch of character development, this lore happening. Um, and I like the way that, um, like it's, it's, it's time travel. You're influencing things, um, throughout the world and you get to kind of learn how things that happened in the past influence what happens in the future in the current day and all that kind of stuff. And it was, I think it was pretty awesome. Um, the like, like the villains were pretty cool. Uh, like Magus is pretty cool. Uh, and like his subordinates have a lot of personality to them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Flea and Ozzy. Um, and that was really interesting. Um, so I guess like my, the shining point of this is the character stuff, not so much the, the plot. Exactly. Um, which is like still it's kind of like a an interesting thing. Like this creature burrowed deep into the planet, and it's consuming all the life energy. And when it's done, it's gonna just fucking destroy everything, uh, leave it like barren and destitute. And um, but yeah. So no, I'm with you. Um. Anything else to add about things that you cared for in the story? I'll take that as a no. All right, Marcus, what are some things that you liked about the story of this game? Um, the story was, uh, it was, you know, it was really uh, in depth. Um, there was a lot of, you know, like you said, there's a lot of layers to it. Um, I really did enjoy the whole time traveling aspect and how they kind of kept uh, that theme up, even, th- you know, through the ending. Uh, you know, you kind of have a, a choice of uh, all the different, um, you know, outcomes of the end of the world, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you kind of have a, uh, you know, you can, like you said, you can choose exactly when when and where you want to do it. Just pick. I thought the whole theme um, was really cool. All right. And it is, it, and for me, like I've spoken out before about like, don't like I don't like a lot of your you know sci-fi in my fantasy even though you know again FF7 is probably one of my favorite games of all time um this along with that I think is the perfect mixture of of sci-fi in my fantasy like the you know time traveling future scapes and all that kind of stuff I'm totally into it I'm down with it it, it, it was rad yeah the first see the first time um when you came back from um you know whatever 600 AD and then you realize that what you did back then kind of, you know, caused you to get arrested and shit. It was like, well. Yeah, it's 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 totally awesome. Uh, well, uh, shit, what did I do now? <laughs> so, I didn't even so, realize when the trial was starting up. I'm like, wait a minute. So now, now so, I really have to sit here and, like, negotiate my way out. Did you get guilty or not guilty? Oh, I was guilty as shit. Like, I didn't even <laughs> remember most of the... <laughs> Oh, you're like, goddamn, like, bitch, hurry up, pick like, the candy, and you're like, I'm like, wait a minute, the fair is relevant still, god. Oh, she went away, she must have dropped loot for me, let me pick up the necklace. Uh, like, that kind of stuff, yeah, no, I, I totally knew it was coming. The first time I played the game, I was guilty as shit, too, and I figured you would end up being guilty. Uh, Nick, did you get guilty or not guilty the first time you played it? Dude, I'm pretty sure everybody got guilty the first time they played yeah, it. that's true. That's true. I followed a guy, so I got not guilty, but... Like the the end result really doesn't matter too much. Like it's no. like a, if you get four people to say not guilty, you get like an ether, uh, five you get like three ethers or something. But if you get all seven and say not guilty, you get like six ethers. So not really, uh, or the fuck not the ethers. You know what I'm talking about there. 
Yeah, no, that's and that's that's fair. So, um, yeah, uh, now time for things we didn't like. And again, we're probably gonna be splitting hairs because it's so hard for us to have a long, in-depth discussion on this game, uh, you know, and discuss its faults. Because I mean, it's 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 a highly regarded game. It is a game that transcends transcends. There's nothing the in that word. Transcends the genre like it's often considered one of the best games of all time not necessarily one just one of the best rpgs of all time so for me uh it suffered from a couple things so my first playthrough as a as a young person i didn't notice as much the like let's inject humor into all these scenes stuff and a lot of it kinda was was a little blunt force for me. Like, uh so my memories going into certain scenes, I'm like, I remember a badass thing happening, but then they follow it with a joke. And this time it kinda fell flat for me. Like, ah, we didn't need that. Like the like the human bridge after you defeat the dragon engine on the bridge. I was like, I didn't need that. Um you know, stuff like that. I it just it like the constant flipping between uh humor and seriousness now don't get me wrong i enjoy the humor all right it's just I, there are a few times where i'm like ah, oh, we didn't need to make a joke there you know again nitpicking and uh but my biggest my biggest gripe um with the story of the game is the is lavos okay because lavos as a giant parasitic beast monster is super cool guys and that's all i need is to fight the giant parasitic beast monster i don't need to fight the alien inside and then the alien inside the alien because every like unlike other games where it's like haha now i'm the final boss now i'm the final boss they'd get visually cooler each step of the way these didn't these receded they got less cool each step and so it, it was like, ah, come on. I, I beat the big monster thing. Can we just be done? I didn't need the 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 more ba- boss encounters, to be fair. So, but that's it. That's all I could really find in the story that I didn't like. Uh, Nick, what, what about you? What are some things you didn't care for in the story? Um, I don't care for uh, losing party members. Okay. Like that's a big thing for me, and it did have an impact on the on the game and like the plot and stuff like that. And that's still pretty sweet. Uh, but like, and it's not like mandatory thing. Like you don't have, you don't have to kill them. Um, you can keep everybody in the party. Uh, but still, it's bothersome to me. Bothersome to me if you're not prepared for that kind of stuff, and like you accidentally save over something, you don't know you can get the character back, or you don't know you can't. You can actually just go back. Before you lost a character, it's like a Magnus' case and not killing and shit. But um, that's kind of a weak reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, I also kind of have an issue with Lavos, but it's I understand like it's the final boss. The final boss has to have forms, kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, drag out the encounter. Make sure you use all of your consumables, all that kind of but, crap. But follow follow me with this, Nick. Like, what if he had been, like, it's Lavos, right? And, like, that kind of informed, like, says kind of, like, Larva. So it could have gotten bigger and, like, grown wings. But instead, we go inside its husk and then fight, like, a dude in a suit and then a dude without a suit. You see what I'm saying? Like, it could have went, like, 
Godzilla Mothra direction, but it went like Marvin the Martian instead. Well, I think I think they could even done something similar by like it's it's an interdimensional being who says he can't uh, stop you from traveling back in time. So you have to go to the furthest point in time you can, defeat that form to unlock the previous point, go back and fight that one if they want to do like a tier thing. Yeah. You know? And it, it progressively gets different forms because it's not grown as much. Like the oldest one's like maybe weakest because it's gotten old or whatever. And then go back that way to fight the, the younger form. And maybe it's like its mother's there or some whatever the fuck. Like instead of, like you said, going inside and fighting the thing inside and thing inside and yeah, so. Um, but other than that, like, really, not, there's really not, not much I disliked about the story. Uh, like, cause I mean, the story did what it had to do. It, it acted as a great, uh, vehicle to kind of get the characters going where they needed to go. But at the core, like, and that by itself would have been, it'd been mediocre. Right. Uh, but the character development and everything that happens, like when you're playing the game puts it way over the top. Yeah. I mean, everything is super memorable about Beats in this story. Whereas some of the other titans of narrative RPG-dom, like your Final Fantasy or like your Soikoden, um, they have these giant gaps of not interesting, like kind of just step to step. Whereas this felt like it was to 10 at every step. There was never really a... Uh oh, we have to go recruit just allies, just go talk to people, or we have to, you know, stumble into the next thing we're supposed to do. This felt like, okay, we gotta go, we gotta go. Even though you're traveling through time, it always felt urgent and to the forefront. You know what I'm saying, Nick? Yeah, no, man. So, I mean, again, it's taken me a while <laughs> Like I've I've honestly been thinking all week on how I'm supposed to like talk about this uh well. So, um, Marcus, things that you didn't care for we are doing no, did we or yeah, right? Which so step, the story step still. What's that? So the story first. Yeah, are we we, we are, did everybody do things they liked already? I'm fucking lost. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Oh, uh, I thought I, I thought so, but then you kind of threw. Yeah, no, I just I went down a weird direction there. I don't fucking know what's happening anymore. All right, Marcus, what are some things you didn't care for in the story of this in this game? Um, the main thing that I didn't like uh, was the whole little end time place and how you had to like, say, oh well, you can only have three people coming through the portal at once. It's like, well, well, geez, like that's kind of shitty because well, you have all these cool characters. That's that's. I was disappointed the first time I had to choose. Uh, that's better than most games, just being like, oh, mechanically, you have three three people. Here's your story reason as to how you can change them in and out. At least this game gave you a story reason to why you can't have more than three people at a time. Uh, but yeah, that's that's just that's, that's just going to be a thing. Uh, well, Speaking of that, a pretty good job. They're like, you, you're, this is your scouting party or whatever. Yeah. Like your main fighting force. Everybody else has to stay back to defend shit or other characters are doing their own shit or whatever. But I mean, but I'm no. just saying, like, in frequent, frequently in general across the genre, you're often just given, like, okay, you have a three-player party or a four-character party, and there's not a whole lot of rhyme or reason as to why you can't have more. You just, this is just what the party holds, and then everybody else has to go do another thing. So, 
it is what it is. Um, what? Yeah, that's the that's rate the story, guys. Let's give it a score, man. I don't think this is gonna be too mind altering, but Nick, why don't you score it for me? I'll give it a five. I'm gonna give it a five too, Marcus. I'll give it a four point five. Oh boy! Oh, the nerds. Like is like a n- thousand nerd screams cried out at once, and then we're all silenced. It's, it's like they died inside. Okay, so let's get on to the visuals and music of this, y'all. say this game looks rad as shit and i am 110 percent a fan of anime cutscenes in jrpgs am i alone here you are no, not they were really nice like for like, someone who doesn't really like anime they were they were uh, they were good uh, they're just also cool <laughs> like I, I like i'm a sucker for it when they do these cutscenes that are fully animated um or like or legit animated, not, you know, CGI or whatever. Like, it, it, I'm a sucker for it. So they were totally cool. Like, the, the, the cutscene where, where Ayla jumps out and kicks all the, the reptile dudes, like, I will forever remember that cutscene until the end of time. So, um, and that, all oh, the rusted looking robo one. They're all so good, guys. They're all so good. Damn it. All right. Nick, what you guys say about the visuals in this game? Um, they are uh, kind of, as you said at the beginning of the the cast, that they they pretty much use they take the hardware, use it to the full fullest capacity, uh, and everything looks amazing. No matter where you're going, uh, it's all thematically fitting. Um, I can't recall any time playing this that, uh, like anything and thought anything was out of place or was jarring. Um, all of the characters have a lot of personality, uh, and that's animated well. Um, like the only thing I guess would be kind of lackluster is some of the like uh, spell effects in combat. Um, sometimes they're pretty basic, but I mean. It's not, it's not like a deal breaker or anything like that. It's nothing too bad. See, I disagree with that. I thought they 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 looked really nice. I thought, um, especially like the um, the ice water one was it was really cool. Uh, with Frog and Marl. I'm just mainly thinking of like the physical stuff, like X Slash and shit. Yeah, well, I mean, they most games tend. Yeah, I mean, those are harder abilities to get. To True, because it's make like. Look- I mean, none of them are. Are, 
none of them will ever beat the like the sibling attack in in Soikiden. What is that too? Like that's you're never gonna get that good again. So well, that was after this, though. That's fair, but I mean that's true. So I mean, uh, yeah, um, Marcus, what do you have to say about the visuals of this game? What do you what do you like? What do you don't like? I mean, is somebody like so you for this you are stepping back into Sprite Land, okay? Like you haven't done a lot of this, if any. I mean, how do you think it conveyed storytelling, emotion, uh, any of that? Like, did it, did did you come out with an appreciation of sprite based like gaming? I mean, yeah, it was it was really good. You know, for for being a Super Nintendo game, um, you know, oftentimes when playing, I found myself thinking, you know, is this really, you know, on this this platform, like how like how could they have you know pulled this off? And, and you know, they did it. They did a really well, a really uh, fantastic job, I'd say. Um, you know, like I was saying about the uh, the magic spells, um, I thought the visuals on those are really nice. Uh, I really liked the lightning too, the AOE one. Uh, mm-hmm. That thing was a. Uh, it it kind of reminded me of uh, the Pokemon games, on the, uh, the old uh, Super or not the Nintendo, the Game Boys. All right. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, like I said, the visuals are great. All the abilities look great. Cutscenes look great. Uh, and there was just a ton of emotion on these little sprites. There were so many individually animated uh, differences in the sprites. Like, uh, it, it's hard to explain. Because a lot of times in a really shitty game, you just get a set of sprites and they, they'll, like, scrunch up or they'll fall over. Here's looking at you, Shining Force. But here, like, they're, you know, waving their arms around or jumping through the air and stabbing dragon tanks or, like getting up looking defeated but rushing and defeating the giant space larvae creature like there's just the crowd control effects are really cool too so they just they just nailed it man like uh it's totally awesome again how could you not with the dream team working on this game so it's totally rad let's go ahead and rate it uh Marcus uh yeah i have to give this one a 5 for visuals for sure I'm hitting this bitch with a five too. Nick, where you at? It's gotta be a five. There's no there's no other way to go. There's no other way to go. Okay, so uh music guys. Like damn. It's just so hard. Like, I didn't want We all knew this 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 review was just gonna be like Chrono Trigger's amazing guys. You have to go play Chrono Trigger. That's what this. That's what we knew this was going to happen, right? I mean, has to be. Well, I figured as much. Yeah, I mean, that's. I, I mean, there was probably not what Marcus expected, but. I mean, part of me really hoped you were going to hate it, Marcus. That way, we'd have something to talk about. But you enjoyed it, like, the, like right after I I set him up. And showed him how to emulate it because I mean the actual game is kind of expensive if you don't have a PlayStation. Um, but anyway, uh, like after he got into playing, like he sent me a message like, "Dude, I'm surprised, but I'm really enjoying this game like a lot." And I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. It definitely you know, right out the gate, uh, you know, when you when you first start running around the uh, the village and stuff, it, it, it's good. So, um. Yeah, no, it's 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 the music's great, guys. The main theme um, is awesome. Uh, all the themes are really cool. You can harp 
on Robo's theme sounding like Rick Astley's never going to give you up as much as you want, but it's still totally cool, guys. Like, for reals. I didn't even pick that up. Uh, so, and it it's all incredibly moving. I, I can't, I don't have a single, I can't think of a single track that felt wrong. At all. So, the only one that was annoying for me was the fair. Really? You didn't care for the fair? I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. A, they kind of reminded me of a, a, a high rule, um, like market, and, a, and I can't remember which I didn't like either. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, it's uh, any. I mean, music is subjective. We've we've established that on the show. We all we all find that it's you know music and what you enjoy is subjective. So, you know, not everybody has to like a thing. But uh, Nick, what do you guys say about the music? Um, just like the visuals, it's pretty much uh, 100% on point. Um, but like any game, where if you spend enough time somewhere, sometimes the music can cease being amazing and just be kind of like, okay. Like sometimes it turns the background noise, but that, uh, like there was never anything that was, again, like the visuals, extremely jarring, extremely played out of place. Uh, everything seemed like to fit the theme of wherever you're, you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I didn't, I didn't really mind the fair music. Like it's typical fair music. Yeah, like, no. so, I and, mean. Uh, something interesting to note about the music of Chrono Trigger, um, as it's ahead of its time in the length of the tracks. So a lot of um, soundtrack music from RPGs of the era, you know, like they're a minute and a half long. I mean, and they're put on loop. These these tracks are long before they, they loop. So, uh, you know, you sit on a scene long enough and you're like, oh man, I didn't remember that little part or that little part. And it just totally totally works i mean it's it's great i mean it's something you get a lot of out of playstation one era games but it it brings it back around to like this feels like a playstation one game but it's not so hey go figure and you can't beat gato's theme gato's theme yeah that's fair oh man uh so i mean music marcus how'd you feel Oh, well, I definitely enjoyed uh, most of the music. Uh, a lot of the battle scenes were really nice. Um, uh, what was it in, um, when you went over to 600 AD? Uh, that that music was pretty nice. Um, I also did like, I mean, this kind of goes into visuals. I forgot to mention this. I liked how um, that one, it kind of looked uh, like, 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 a, like, a, like a kind of a messed up screen almost when you went to that era. Yeah. And it, it was kind of like you were looking through like a glass or something, you know, so to speak. There are a lot of smoke and fog effects, like uh, like front rendered like parallax. So like, of course, you have your scrolling parallax like backgrounds, but this game did a lot in the front, the foreground too, which is really interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, so uh, totally. Yeah, right. music totally was right. was good all around. Score it for me then, Marcus. I'll give music a solid four. Nick. Five. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like it's, it's like it's I'll give you, it's it's gonna get all around for. <laughs> so like, all right. Yeah. No. It's it's. I'm giving it a five too. Like I mean, I kind of threw him under the bus by making him score it first, but it's fine. It's fine. It's his first JRPG. He doesn't understand how great it is. Um. No. Totally a five for me. Take a quick break, we'll play a little song, and we'll talk about our overall experience. Mm-hmm. 
overall experience, I mean, what is there to be said that we haven't already said as far as it Chrono Trigger being a complete package? There's a reason that it has been re-released so damn many times. Like, it is everywhere Chrono Trigger is. Um, and it's because it's, it's good, uh, you know? And again, we talk about when I when I do my overall rating, I talk about expectation versus reality. And I probably haven't played through and beat this game in maybe ten years, guys. It's it's been a long time. So well, I haven't beaten the game ever before this. So well, there you go. So it's been so long since I I've I've been uh, even dabbled in Chrono Trigger. And I was worried that some of the stuff wouldn't hold up. Now, I it's not for this review, and we will be talking about its sequel, Chrono Cross, um, later in the year. Unfortunately. Again, I I really think Chrono Cross is better than you guys than people give it credit for. I really do. I honest to God do. And um, you know, we'll talk about that then. But I was worried that certain things wouldn't live up to it. Now, you know, I've listened to the music since playing the game. And, you know, so I was worried that, you know, before... Because the music of this game sort of, like, really sets in context when you play it. So it, it kind of is better in the, the scope of the game than by itself outside of it. Um, which is... It's a weird thing for me to explain. I'm probably not phrasing it right. Uh, and just in general, I had a, a ton of fun playing this game this time through. And my only regret is that I couldn't play it the way I wanted to. Now I hear you're out there, but Brent, we gave you two, we scheduled two months to play the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a procrastinator. I'm terrible. Okay. So I ended up rushing through it and that, that felt like an egregious thing to do because honestly, I wanted to beat it multiple times because we haven't ex- We'll get to that in replayability, but I just so overall, I just had I had a ton of fun. It's a fucking five. What am I going to say? It's a goddamn five. Nick, overall experience. Um, I'm also going to give it a five. Um, and that is because I like I never really bought into like the hype of Chrono Trigger, you know, like where people be like, oh, one of the best games ever done, and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, I guess that's just because I don't really get excited about things very, yeah. very often. Um, and like, I remember playing it on the PlayStation and getting pretty far, and I think I got stuck uh, in 12,000 BC and some fucking dungeon there or something like that. I can't remember. I can't remember if I got Star Card. Like, it just one of those things happens where I was playing it, got another game, and started playing that game. Or, yeah. uh, so anyway, getting back into this, uh, I'll be honest, I really wasn't excited about it. I was just kind of like, I don't really have any fondness for it. No nostalgia, no mm-hmm. like hype about it. Yeah. Um, and it definitely didn't help like being 10 minutes into it in the fucking game crashing and the ds not working anymore uh but i persevered uh tried it again like a week later after that event happened and it was working fine um and just kind of you know played it when i had time and playing went from playing it when i had time to uh devoting time to playing it um until 
finally finished it. And considering I was playing the DS one, uh, kind of excited to see what all the new stuff was about. Um, so that was cool to play, like, like an arena thing, um, which was interesting. You get to it from the end of time. Like yeah. You have a little uh, portal thing you go to. Uh, and you get some items and stuff from doing that. So nothing like really groundbreaking, uh, just something extra. Um, but uh, I can I will say that I've got a newfound appreciation for the title, and hopefully, I will kind of carry this into Chrono Cross and be a little bit more uh, neutral to it going in. I guess uh, I would say so. It, I I mean I don't want to talk for both of us, so correct me if I'm wrong. But we're both kind of people that can be contrarian in nature. So, I mean, we both really enjoy niche titles in the genre. And like I said before, Chrono Trigger is a game that has transcended. transcended. Again, I want to put fucking Z in that word. What am I doing with my life? All right. Transcended the genre, right? So it's like, uh, yeah, I love RPGs. I love Chrono Trigger. Or even same goes for Final Fantasy VII. You know, I, I love RPGs. I love Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean you like RPGs, okay? Um, and that goes for Chrono Trigger as well, where a lot of people was like, uh, I'm an RPG fan because I'm a Chrono Trigger fan, and they hadn't really played anything outside Chrono Trigger, or, or even Final Fantasy for that matter, or outside of Square's portfolio. So, you know, I think we could kind of shun it because we didn't have the same nostalgia attachment to it and it's it it felt like oh you have to play chrono trigger it was always kind of forced upon you right like oh you like music you gotta love the beatles kind of thing right and um am i am i am i too am i far off the mark there nick uh i think you're right on point where it, it gets i mean it's a great game and since playing it again and, and having played a ton of RPGs at this point, as opposed to my limited um, sort of scope at the time, you know, it is it is a really good game, and it's super special, and it's awesome. and But I still do feel like maybe it is a little overhyped. Maybe it is a little too, you know, the nerds are up in arms, you, you know, or you have to play Chrono Trigger to appreciate the genre. Like, that's not necessary. Even yeah, though... I would, I would agree with you on that. I will say though that it is, uh, I would say like probably like the crown jewel of SNES RPGs. Oh, certainly, certainly. Um, it just unfortunately didn't. It was too late in the lifespan, and uh, to have the kind of impact something like Final Fantasy VII would have yeah. for RPGs as a, a genre. Absolutely, and, and and you know, like I said, it's if you haven't heard the story of the making of this game, then you should seek it out. It's 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 truly phenomenal. Um, it has a ton of ton of history, a ton of you know. It was it was a super anticipated type game, but like I said, it came so late in the in the system's life uh, lifespan. It kind of it kind of got the the FF nine treatment where it's like, oh, but then the new thing, and so it completely gets overshadowed. And then it, and then on top of that, it was super hard to get a hold of, like. It was expensive, and it got expensive fast. Um, so it, you know, and it, 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 it's just like me. You don't have to tell me what I'm gonna like, kind of thing. And I don't want to play Chrono Trigger. Me, me, me. That's probably why I like Chrono Cross so much the first time I played it because I was like, everybody is hating on it. I'm like, nah, I like it. Ha <laughs> ha. Take that. Uh, so, 
Totally awesome. Now, Marcus, buddy, we said we wanted to bring you on for this review, and we've kind of, I feel like this review has gone really fast and really smooth because there's not a whole lot of points of contention in how we feel about the game, as occurs sometimes. You know, a lot of times we do these reviews, and there there are points of contention that we disagree and we can discuss, but when the game's good, the game's good. And um, if you haven't played Chrono Trigger, you should play it. But we have you here. And I really, like, want to know. I mean, you, you said you should like the game. But kind of, like, tell us about your overall experience. Like, the things you were thinking, like, when you first sat down to play it. Your expectations going into it. Um, and what sort of slowly brought you around to, man, I actually think I'm kind of into this. Uh, well, you know, I didn't really know too much uh, of what to expect. Um, you know, the title doesn't, um, I mean, you get the words chrono and trigger, so you don't, you know, you don't get a whole lot um, as far as what the game is going to be about. And then you kind of, uh, you know, you see your character there and, uh, you know, you kind of see that it's, uh, you know, the, the time uh, that it's set in. It's kind of like a medieval kind of time. Uh, and, you know, it kind of just builds on there as you go through. And uh, I think it's really the story um, and how your character progresses. And, you know, you find your first few companions and you start doing combat and all that. And, uh, uh, you know, that that's really what I, what I think, um, you know, kind of got you into the game and you want to find out what's happening next. And you know, you're constantly thinking about, um, you know, what is going to go on after after this part happens? You know, what happens after I unlock this? Uh, I, I think that that's really what makes the game, um, you know, just great. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I've, I, I've said little, you know, small little uh, things here kind of nitpicking but you know it, it is really a good game and you know and i think uh storytelling is a hallmark of the genre um wouldn't you agree nick i would say it's one of the core tenets yeah so um you know it, it doesn't surprise me that the plot and the character sort of kept you going so uh let's go ahead and rate the overall experience i gave it a five nick do you score it for me I would say that if I don't give it a five, then all of my other scores do not make any sense. Yep. Marcus, what are you giving it a score for overall? Overall, it's definitely a five. All right. Cool. Um, Now on to Nick's least favorite category, replayability. And this is where we can kind of talk about um, the ending structure, okay? Because this game, um, while simple, and when when you... when you think about, because we scheduled two months to play the game, but in reality, you can beat the game in less than 20, right? You can beat the game in less than 20 hours. It's not that long, but it feels so, so much grander than a 20 hour experience because you want to do all these other things and you want to, you know, do whatever. But it really, the real replay value comes from the multiple ending structure. Now, I've kind of, I've spoke my gripes against alternate endings before, but, and I'm going to kind of say this is contrary to my other opinions for multiple reasons. Um, Because your endings, while there are a lot of them, some of them are very minor differences. None of them feel overwhelmingly punishing. Like, even the ones where you don't get Chrono back, like, still have a satisfying ending. Like, with Marley going off to try and find Chrono, like, it feels 
feels complete. Like, it doesn't feel bad. Um, and you can, there's so many times you can just fight the boss and end the game on top of New Game Plus. Now, it's not the first game to have, uh, you know, this sort of New Game Extra kind of mode, but I think it's the first one to call it New Game Plus, um, where you restart with all your stats and shit and you get bonuses or whatever. So with that, you can say, oh, uh, well, I can just play through this short... Now that I know what's going to happen, I could probably beat through in 20 hours if I do everything, but you can decide to kill Magus this time. Um, You can decide to resurrect Chrono. You can crash the Epoch. You can... Or Epic or Epoch or whatever. You can not crash it. You can get to it through a portal. Like, there's so many different things you can do, and you can get to it relatively easily because the game is condensed. You know, the new game plus makes it easier, so... You know, replayability for me is a fucking five, guys. Like, I think this is the first five. Maybe, no, I think I gave Final Fantasy Tactics a five for replayability. But, like, there's, like, it's just, it's, you, you just replayed a lot. Nick? I'm gonna have to go against everything in my core. And I'll give this a four for replayability. Okay. Uh, because aside from fighting lava at different points in the game to unlock the different endings, it's pretty much just playing the same game over again, just with your stats and sure. everything like that. So sure. um, it doesn't change the game like to replay it. You're just getting extra stuff, which is which I'm fine with. But it doesn't make it the ultimate replayable experience. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I, it's for me. No, it's I'm just, the I'm most replayable experience I've ever uh, there's ever been uh, because you can like it's it's almost like in-game content. Yeah. Um, but not quite because you're you're just doing the same shit you've already done just with all your stuff. So you can kind of speed run it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they still make you replay through things like. It could have, like, I mean, if, if what they're really going for was allowing you to fight levels at different points in time to unlock different endings, um, it's equivalent to putting all of the work points in a row and then with a big sign that tells you which ending you'll get for doing which one. Um, they're just adding, like, just putting them at different points in the game, and you have to get to that particular point in order to get to that portal. Yep. So. And then you can see the ending, pick up your save again, go to the next place, do it again, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, Marcus, replayability score from one to five. How replayable do you find this game? Um, I'd also rate this uh, as a four for replayability. Okay. And what's um, that? Uh, you know, um, I, I definitely do like uh, longer games. Um, you know, you don't see that much too often. Um, but I don't. You know, like Nick was saying, it, it's kind of just like you're doing the same thing over again. Um, which I don't like, to, you know, you don't, you kind of want a different experience the second time around. Sure. Sure. That's fair. Let's just take another quick break and we get back. We have a ton of questions from the discord. We're going to go over and we're going to try and go through them pretty quick. Cause we're getting kind of long for this review. So see you on the other side.
right, so everyone basically sent us questions on the Discord this time. Well, our our key contributors. That's not everyone, but our key guys. And they sent a few questions apiece, so let's just go through these. Um, a lot of them are pretty simple answers. Uh, so, did everyone get the Chrono Doll at the fair and save him? Nick? Yes. Uh, Marcus? Nope. I got the doll this time. First time I didn't, but this time I did. Uh, so well, that's because I have a, a completionist problem, or I have to do everything at a particular point in time if I can. Yeah, and that's and that's fair. I I, I mean, the first time I didn't know, so this time I knew. Right, I didn't even know it was a thing. So you didn't know you could get Chrono back? No, I was kind of pissed because he was like my favorite character. So all right, that's that's kind of brutal, man. Um, all right, so what ending did you guys get? So. We know, uh, I guess that really comes to, all right, Nick, what ending did you get? Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody got the same ending, just with different variations. Is that what they're asking? Well, what, he's asking what ending we got. So obviously me and you got a with chrono ending, and Marcus got a non-chrono ending. Okay. Uh, like the first time we the game, it's only the one ending. The first one, where like everybody goes back to 1000 AD, uh, Chrono's not getting executed, uh, everybody kind of meets up. Um, uh, so I don't know what they're asking. Well, no, I mean, if you don't save Chrono, and if you, all right, so did you crash the epic or not? No. Okay. So like that's a different ending if you crashed into the Lavos versus taking the port of the Lavos. Like the, the, it's not real though because like only it only changes some stuff in the scene. Like it's still the same, but it's no ending. Though. Oh dear God! Okay, then let's let's go through. Did you did you like? Cause I'm, I think my problem is I'm counting endings as the like the particular points where you kill Lavos. No, I, well, I think they just mean like which scene did you get? Okay, so my scene, uh, I did not. Crash the epoch. I rescued the chancellor. Um, the girl Lara didn't lose her legs. So you got the I chase kept... after Chrono's mom scene. Yeah. Okay. I did. I got the come fly like a uh, magic carpet ride, hot air balloon one because I crashed the epoch. Um, Marcus, did you get the one where? So you you got the no chrono ending, which is I guess two versions of Marl uh, Marley off to find him. Did you get the like walk off to nothing and she gets to him, or the she sits underneath the tree sad ending? Yeah, I got the sad ending. It was kind of disappointing because I was I was also um you know wanting chrono around, but uh you know never got him back. Okay, all right. Your favorite party, Nick. Um. Chrono Frog Vegas. All right. Uh, Marcus. I definitely like just Marlon Lucas. All right. I liked, uh, you know, I was I was like an Ayla, like, and uh, Magus guy. Like, I like Ayla better than Frog. Frog's cool, but, like, Ayla's my boo. So, you know, she's my snoo snoo queen. Well, All right. This party is like Chrono Ayla Robo, I think, but. Yeah, I mean, I really like Robo, and I've done a lot of playthroughs with Robo. I just, like, some of the characters you get after Robo feel more exciting than Robo does. Because Robo's cool, 
But then you get Ayla, who's cooler. Then you get Frog, who's cooler. <laughs> like, you just keep getting characters that are cooler than Robo. So, that was my problem. I um, agree. I never put Marl in my party. Yeah, Marley's probably, like, that gets us to our first question from Skiz, 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 Ding Dong. Alex. Yeah, Alex. What character appealed to you the least and you always kept out of your party when able to do so? Mine was Marley. Um, was that the same for you, Nick? Yeah, I was just calling her Marl, so I'm assuming that I pronounced it incorrectly my whole life. I've always just called her Marley. I mean, it could be Marl. I mean, it just sounds like a shitty name where Marley... Because, I mean, I call uh, Jowie Joey. Because, to me, that just looks like you're trying to have like a name but spell it weird. Like, why? Just why? So just be Marley. Oh, well, apparently in Japan, her name is M-A-R-L, so it's supposed to be Marl. Yeah, that's what I always called her, Marl. Well, I called her Marley. So, oh, so. No, you called her the wrong name. Friend. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> All right. Tomato, tomato. All right. Marcus, who is, who is your least favorite character? She always kept out of your party. Definitely the robot. Like, when, the, when you first had to, like, keep him there because you had to open up the dome. Um... It's like because I was already used to having my heal going on and then the flame world, which was one of my favorite spells. And, and I'm like, shit, well, now I got this stupid robot. The robot world's way hard, better than the but... flame world? You're crazy, man. You're crazy. All right. On a scale from 1 to 10, how easy was this game to masturbate to? 1 being the hardest, 10 being the easiest. Nick, go. 10. I'll give it like an 8. Marcus? A 1. Wow. Marcus is young. The guests always take this shit so literally. Marcus is like 12, so he hasn't really broken as a human being and can whack it to anything yet, so he's got he's to gotta build up that, that tolerance. So, it is what it is. Marcus is 12. Alright. Um, on a scan... Uh, oh, no, I already did that one. Yeah, I already did that one. Uh, which in-game side quest did you complete? Uh, Nick, did you do any of the side quests this time? Um... No, I'll probably go back and do them though. I mean, it's kind of I saved at the end, but yeah. like I really was at the. I was like, kind of getting to the point. I was like, all right, I'm pretty much done for the show. I kind of want to play something else because me and Nicole were playing some games together. So, yeah, um, I was kind of like I had to beat it, so I didn't do any this time. But I've done them all. Like I've done the go back and save Marl's parents. Um, the uh, shit. The um. The lost ghost guy. It's been so long since I've done, but I've done them all, uh, you know, and they're all really good. So I mean, you should do them all if you have time. Uh, uh, Marcus, you do any side quests? No, yeah, I don't usually go through. I'm not much of a completionist, so. All right. All right. We already talked. He didn't about even save Chrono, man. Yeah, he didn't even save Chrono. That's fair. Uh, we already answered the how many got found guilty or not guilty. Uh, favorite double and triple tech moves, Nick. Uh, well, for double, probably X Flash is my go-to. We always have uh, Frog in the party. Um, I don't know about triple tech. I'm gonna have to think about that. Yeah, the problem with triple techs is like you you kind of lock yourself out of healing for a turn most times when you do that. Um, even though. It's really cool early on that you get a group heal basically by by spinning the healing around with your sword. Oh god. How stupid is that? 
but uh, Marcus, favorite double and triple techs? Um, definitely my favorite double tech would be um, Frog and Marl's little uh, ice water. Okay. Uh, I don't okay. really have a triple tech because, you know, like you said, it kind of locks you out of doing things for a while. That can be problematic in certain fights. Yeah, um, double tech is probably... I mean, I really like the early robo spin because it just kind of eliminates everything you fight in one turn early on. Uh, so that was that's really baller for me. Um, I don't use a lot of triple techs because I have Magus, and Magus doesn't do techs with anybody, right? Like, unless there's a secret one I don't know about. Um, I think he's got techs. Isn't it? I don't know. Um, I don't use any triple techs, so... Well, he's got one. I know he's got one. Uh, he's got. I think he's got triple text with all the mage characters. So like uh, uh, with, uh, and Marl and Robo. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I. I mean, I tend not to do the triple text, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, because most times, like one character's speed is so higher than another. Like I'm not waiting all three to be full before I hit a thing. So, whatever. Um, did anybody rename the epic or epic or whatever you call it, Nick? No, I don't rename any characters in a game. Marcus? Yeah, I named the E-Pool. Shagwagon. I named it the Shagwagon. Um, alright. So you crashed the Shagwagon and the Lavos, dude. Come on now. <laughs> I did. I did. I crashed the Shagwagon and the Lavos. Um, okay, so these are from uh, Anderson here. And he says, uh, what time period was your favorite? Good question. Uh, Nick? Uh, 25 million BC, I think it's how long it far? Is it 25 pre- billion? The prehistoric one? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, prehistoric or Ice Age? Uh, prehistoric where Ayla is. Yeah, that's, that's also my favorite with the dinosaur people. Because the weird dinosaur people ending is so weird, but it's kind of cool. Um, uh, Marcus, favorite time period? Definitely 600 AD. Okay. I just like the whole feel of that era when we went back in time for the first time. Okay, yeah, no, that's cool. Like, the, that's the Dark Ages one, right? Yeah. With the Queen and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six hundred eighty. All right. Um, did you manage to beat Johnny on the first try, Marcus? Um, the no, racing I got, I got. Oh no! The, the oh yeah, that guy kicked my ass. Like it took a long time to pass him. When you got the when you first got the speeder bike, right? That's yeah, the, that's yeah, you raced, you yeah, raced, that, yeah. That shit was that, that was annoying. I mean, I I got it the first try because you just kind of gotta bump him back and kind of you kind of gotta be a dick. <laughs> but, yeah, I got. But, I would always get two bumps and then he would pass me and then it would always happen right at the end and I'd lose. And he always stays kind of like in the same vicinity as you, so you always gotta save your boost till the end kind of how you do it um all right uh nick did you beat johnny the first time no, no. uh if somebody beat it the first time then they're again the god i'm talking about like the very first time no. you ever like i totally were walking into that like so the very first time you ever played the game you beat him the first yeah time. i i i'm being honest truth and i suck at games but i beat that fucker the first time like i don't know if it's because i've played a lot of wipeout a lot of f-zero i don't know but I beat in the first try. Like I don't think it's that hard. It's not that hard, but it's some, like it's got that weird, like weird ass rubber bandy bullshit that racing games have. Yeah. So no matter how good you're doing, he's always there. 
and if you're not expecting it, like if you weren't really expecting it, like in the mindset for it, I guess for some for a lot of people, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. No, I guess I've played quite a bit of those little weird rubber bandy kind of like racing games, and I I kind of realized he's gonna be right there with me. So I only like the first time I think I wasted one boost right out the gate, but then realized he kind of stayed the same distance from me. So I just I just saved it and just kept like I'd get in front of him and then hit backwards to bump him back and then go and then he'd come and try and do the same to me and just keep bumping him back and then you get close to the end you just double tap your boost and cross the finish line because he, he tries to hit you right before the end of the, the race every time and that's when you got to be like double tap that boost and pull it from well you, it has a cooldown you couldn't really double tap it for me anyway it had a cooldown so well, i mean back to back so you, you hit it like he's he's racing up to bump you and then you hit it again because you have it's it's enough of a cool it's whatever I beat him it's fine. Uh, favorite track, Nick. Um, either Gato's theme or Frog's theme. Uh, I like the main theme personally. Um, the big sweeping, um, title theme. Marcus. Uh, I definitely like the um. Uh, the 600 AD music. That's just like my favorite time in general, I guess. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, and then the question specifically for Marcus. After playing Chrono Trigger, uh, you know what? We'll come back to this. We'll do this question last. Uh, Blaine also sent in a couple questions. Uh, what did you do with the Epic? And we all talked about what we, we crashed it or never or whatever. Not, favorite non-Magus villain? Nick. Um... Like he gives the examples as Dalton and Azalea. I guess you could say kind of like the, the Vizier or whatever his name is and the Dark Ages or whoever, really. Uh, I mean, I guess Queen Zeal is all right. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I almost want to say, like, Shala, but she doesn't really count because it's technically Valdos, but yeah, which is like a cool thing that happened. But uh, Marcus, did you have a favorite non-Magus villain? Or Magus, or however you say it. I said Magus. I don't fucking know. Um, I like the uh, the one, uh, the weird one that that like they were that they were like saying was a guy or something like that. But it looked like the character looked like a girl. Oh, you mean Flea? Yeah, that one. You know when you have to fight him, and then <laughs> right before you uh, you go up to Magus and you fight the sword guy. You know. Oh, okay. All right. Um, mine. I I'm just gonna choose Lavos. Like, because I think Lavos, until he becomes a wee little alien man, the idea of this big monster underneath the surface of the planet sucking out life force is way cool to me. So, um, and then his final question yeah, is: I don't really like Lavos as a villain because he's if he he feels more like a an impending like, like he's the apocalypse timer maybe. Oh, like it's like he's not actively going out of his way to like fucking disrupt things. It's like, it's just existing and he's doing what he does, which is devour worlds kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh-huh. I mean, I understand it's like an enemy, uh, but when I think of villain, I don't really think of, I, I don't know. Like, I like a, him as the big looming threat. Like, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Cause to me, like each of the little eras along the way was just one more step closer to, to Lavos, you know? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, fair enough. It's just me. That's fine. Uh, and then his final question is, what's up with Flea? I don't know, Nick. What's up with Flea? Uh, well, apparently I'm uh, qualified to speak on this. Yeah. 
uh, as referenced by my intro to this episode, and uh, he they did the two things. Either he is a likes dressing up in women's clothes, which I can't remember the proper word for, for is the transvestite. Pre pre uh, pre pre transition. Well, not necessarily, because you don't have to be wanted to transition in from a male to a female. That's true. To dress up That's like true. A woman. That's true. You could be cross. That's cross dresser. That's what it looks for. Uh, or it's like a was stated that he, it's an illusion, and he's not just like a. It's just an illusion to kind of confuse people or whatever. Okay. Okay. All but right. then again, he can also steal his brassiers, uh, in the, the extra content. You know what? So, I don't know. know what's up with fleeing, but damn, it makes me hard. So, what can I say? All right, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's go on to the question specifically for Marcus here from Anderson. After playing Chrono Trigger, do you have an urge to try another JRPG right away? Um, no, I wouldn't. Okay, and why not? Uh, well, you know, I'll just kind of be trying to, you know, compare it to this one, and that that never, uh, okay, never turned okay. out well. I mean, that's fair. Um, I do have um, a lot of other games to play too. It, to be uh, uh, is I mean, because t- it's also a hell of a time commitment. Like JRPGs can be, like, damn, son, they can be. So, and that's fair. Um, but seeing that you like Chrono Trigger. Uh, me and Nick, I, I should have asked this on the Discord, but like, if you were to get, if you were to give Marcus three games with which to follow up this game with, um, to kind of get him in, more into the genre, what three games would those be, Nick, and why? Dude, you need, you know, I need time to think about this kind of shit. Well, then, I mean, we, we, you want to work through it together. <laughs> so, so what should he play next? Like next, what, where would, where would you try and transition into? Would you do? Um, it? Well, he said his experiences has been in more Western RPGs, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he says they're he's played turn based, but he hasn't really. Um, of the, uh, uh, I pose a question here, Marcus. Of the gameplay, um, did you mind the fact that the enemies were attacking constantly, or would you prefer for them to just wait while you input commands? You see, that was one of my my uh, one of my gripes. Right in the beginning, it gave you that choice, and then um, I didn't really find a way to change it uh, thereafter. So I was kind of stuck with the enemies just kind of force attacking me if I didn't, uh, you know, click the spell that I needed quick enough, or if I clicked the wrong tab, like if I hit item by mistake when I hit I meant to hit combo. Um, that was kind of annoying. Okay, uh, so in that case, I would probably refer you to. Um... Like an older RPG, okay, that would be strictly turn-based, no active time battle, um, or even like you can do a more modern one if you're worried about the graphics. And there are plenty of just turn-based games. Well, let's say let's say we want to keep him. Let's say, all right. So we want a we want a sprite-based game. We want uh, the option for weight in the battle, and we want something that is narratively. Or, or plot heavy. Um, uh, I feel like I already know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? Suikoden two. Suikoden two. That is an excellent follow up. Um, Suikoden two for the PlayStation One. 
um, is an excellent follow-up. Now, let's say, uh, what would we? Where would we steer him to? Not knowing his preference on Soikinen two, where would you steer him after Soikinen two? Let's just say, all right. So let's say, what would? Where would you steer him if he likes Soikinen two? Where would you steer him if he didn't really care for Soikinen two? But I don't know why he wouldn't. Well, why do you got to jump to Soikinen two? Like, what happens? I don't like doing well that. they're not they're not um the stories aren't connected the only reason why is because Twinkle and 2 is the best game in the series that's awesome and you have a better chance of embracing I guess the genre uh by playing things that uh at least I I feel like by playing things that are good and then yeah. you would hopefully nurture the desire to play other things in the genre yeah. and experience things for yourself and kind of make those kind of uh, opinions and that would allow you to go further back and kind of explore the roots a little bit um, and maybe play games that aren't so great but it, it'd be a different experience if you were to go back and play games that weren't so great compared to the ones that are great because I yeah, want to have more tolerance for it yeah then you might not ever move on to the truly great games if you're turned off by a bad one um, and so you can in two uh, again, is it's so Soikinen one's good. Don't get me wrong, Soikinen one is good, but Soikinen two is uh less generic, I would say, than the first one is. Because while the first one's good, it's really basic in a lot of its sort of structures. But Soikinen two is is forgiving. It's got uh you know some of the systems can be as complex as you want them to without being too incredibly. Um, so the sprite work is fucking marvelous. Um, and it is very, it's, it's way more plot heavy than the first one is. So it's an excellent choice as something to play after that. And I would say I might, after that, even steer him towards, after Soikinen 2, I might even say Breath of Fire 3, personally. I can definitely, I agree with that. Um, it's still fly heavy, but there is, I guess, more, like there's more to the game, like gameplay wise, than it would be in Sweden Two, while still being turn based. It might be a better option for a second, a second game than Soikinen Two is, be only due to the Stars of Destiny mechanic in Soikinen, the Soikinen series. Yeah, that's true. Because the Stars of Destiny mechanic can be overwhelming if you're not prepared for it going in. That and then you got the war mode, which kind of changes the gameplay a little bit, but temporarily. Yeah, but I think which... actually I didn't even think about that. Knowing Banyu's uh, gaming history, I think he would love those little war games in Soikinen Two. Yeah, they're my favorite part. So just to pitch you on this, so, so like... I would say I would say then do Breath of Fire Three Soikinen Two, and if he likes that, if specifically because of the tactics stuff. Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, that's that's the end game, right? Is the game to play Final Fantasy Tactics? <laughs> um, no, but to to pitch you on Soikinen Two, uh, or just the kind of the difference. So Soikinen Two is a very uh, politically dramatic kind of game. It's less big creatures going to destroy the world because there's plenty of dark forces and magic, but it's more kingdoms and war and you spend a lot of time um 
gaining allies. You you have a castle that you know everybody you recruit goes back to the castle. There's something like, two, is it two hundred? How many stars of destiny is there, Nick? One hundred eight. Well, there's a hundred and eight. That's right, because we've done. But there are, I think like eleven optional characters that don't count as stars of destiny. So there are roughly there are hundred plus recruitable characters in almost yeah. every so hidden game. Um, not all of them play an active role in like your party and there's a lot of like just kind of like throwaway characters but you can find a use for almost all of them especially in sort of the way you set up your armies and squads for these war games right because they're sort of like uh, the mini games in that game are sort of based on based around large small and small scale kind of battles right and capturing forts and shit in addition to your standard run around random battle turn based type fiasco. Um, then Breath of Fire three would be your more traditional um, grand epic storytelling uh, kind of fair. Again, it's got a number on the end of it that's not a one, but we're we're recommending series that don't have you know follow up stories like there's there like are fan through lines, but there's nothing really. You don't have to play any of the previous games to play one, two, and enjoy it. It's, it's one of those things where if you've played the first game and you play the second one, for example, there'll be references that won't impact somebody who's new to the game. At all. Whatsoever. None. Um, and it is, um, it would be your more traditional fare without... So, but it, it... I would say Breath of Fire 3 has some of the best, like, fucking sprite work ever. Um, so, um, that it's also that, and I think the music might be a little better than Circuit Yeah, so, you know, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, it is, it is, it is. So, uh, they're both excellent games, and they're not ones that maybe they are, but so like if someone's like, oh, top twenty RPGs of all time, they're not ones you're gonna find in the top five. Maybe Soikin and Two you might find in the top five, depending on who's writing the list. But these are games that are that are. That's because those lists are popularity contests. Yeah, um, they're uh, they are. How do I say this? They're tent poles of a genre that um, you can enjoy next if you choose. We're not telling you to do it, but those are two excellent options um, for you to explore next. They are a skip in generation, so you're going from. Uh, SNES to like mid lifespan of the PlayStation One, so you're see you're going to see a little more power, a little more robust, full um, fuller game um, that are right at the top of our um, power because after, after after every season of this, we go through and we we sort all the games we've played into a list, and I think so. You get into Breath of Fire three, Final Fantasy seven, Final Fantasy Tactics are all kind of at the top, and oh man, this year's going to suck. Where are we gonna put Chrono Trigger, man? It's gonna be up to top five. Yeah, but it's it's this shit's every year we do this is gonna get harder. You know that, right? I, I'm aware. Yes. Ah, damn God, damn it. But I think that'll do it for our Chrono Trigger review. Um, do we have any closing remarks from everybody, Nick? Do you have anything else to say about Chrono Trigger? Um, not really. Um. Anything to say to yeah. say to say to Marcus to encourage him onward and explore more um, of these type of games? Uh, 
Well, I guess I'll just say if you play by the fire three and then you get stuck fishing for hours at a time, don't blame us. <laughs> it's got a really good fishing in the game. That's true. Um, I, uh, I will say, uh, Chrono Trigger, great game. I'm glad we finally got to do it, even though it probably wasn't the most interesting or overly stellar, uh, review we've done that's mostly because we agree like these things sort of boil down real quick and heavy when we agree and that's the unfortunate side effect how we do these and um you know we're not here to pick apart uh every single aspect of a game we're here to review it based on our opinions and i think we did just that now to marcus thank you so much for coming and playing this game with us i know playing any game on a deadline let alone an rpg is tough Trust me, me and Nick know we do this on the regular because we have mental health issues. Uh, but, that wasn't but, the worst thing ever. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, and we want you to come back in the future for another RPG, whether you decide uh, you want to try another JRPG, even though we don't have any uh, stellar titles coming up. Um, but... Uh, you know, whether it be that or, uh, you know, one of our Western titles that we do, we do once one, one of those a year. So maybe next year we do KOTOR and get you in on that. But, um, you know, and I highly, I, I, as somebody, you know, we, we've gamed, we've gamed together a lot over the past couple of years. And um, it is a pleasure for me to see someone new to the genre, take a liking to it. And I only want, I mean, we make we have a whole fucking show about this shit. Like three to four hours a month, we talk about specifically this genre and have done so for over two years now, uh, with no end in sight. So it is a endless font of content, and it is a deep as fuck rabbit hole to go down. So I encourage anything like that and i hope you do um choose to try out some more but if you don't that's on you that's fine i mean we're not we're not gonna tie you down and be like play second and damn it but that's what we do to everybody really we, we tie them down and force feed them so we get in and then and then shove final fantasy tactics up their rectum and turn it around until they like it um i was actually thinking of like uh you'll play this game and you'll like it what's that well you will you will marcus you will play this game you won't like it that's true. What are you saying? Uh, but uh, actually, like to, uh, I guess, kind of encourage variety and get people on. Like maybe um, do a couple like interim things where the guests we have they recommend us like their favorite game of any particular type, and we play that. Maybe not complete it, but play enough of it to get them on there to talk about it. That's. I mean, that's something we could talk about doing. Um, I'm always hesitant to break genre, but if it's it seems appropriate and doesn't require a ton of our time, then you know, it's always something I'm willing to do. Um, yeah, but I think that'll do it, guys. Um, again, I'll do all the po- do-ba-do-do-ba-do-do in post. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Bye, later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for being on the show, Marcus. It was great being here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The RPG Show. You know what you can do? You can head on over to the website at therpgshow.com. You can find all sorts of rip-roaring, badass, banging shit there. 
You can find links to our forums, YouTube, Twitch channels, as well as a help the show link and a link to the Discord as we mentioned earlier. If, you know, live chatting is not, you know, your bag, then you can send us an email to podcast at therpgshow.com or even follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. And I think really that's it. Oh, no it's not. You know it'd be better than all those things if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Each one helps, and we love you for it. So until next time, stay awesome. Bye, everybody. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hey, Brent, I love that show. I love it so much. I wish I could just just embrace you and give you the most love possible. But you know what you know what says love more than, than an intimate embrace? Money. That's right, money says it. And you know what? You can give us money without ever av- actually having spent any extra money. Because I know I know what you're doing. You're going to Amazon, you're getting the free two day shipping, you're buying your extra large uh, underwear or your five pound chocolate Easter bunny or what God knows what else you're buying. They got all kinds of shit there. You know, Prime with the free two-day ship, and just, it's great. I know you're doing it. And what happens, if you go on over to our website at therpgshow.com, you click on the Amazon affiliate link, and everything you buy, after clicking on that link, Amazon pays us. It's like you're giving us money, but you're making Amazon do it. How great is that? Right? That's what I thought. So, just you do that, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, I don't really know how to end this. That's so, yeah, bye.